0: You're on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation, thanks to OPPO. Earlier in the week, I caught up with Australian football journalist Adam Peacock. He writes for codesports.com.au. He'd written a story about possible A-League expansion and what a second tier would mean because that has also been floated. I got him on the show on Extra Time to find out a bit more about it and get his take on how it's all going to work. Yeah, no worries. Oh, good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate, good, and uh, things are, are rapidly moving in the uh, landscape of football across both our countries at the moment, mate, and probably uh, nothing more uh, exciting on the horizon than potentially a second tier of the A-League, um, mm. and talk of expansion as well. Can both of those things happen at the same time, or do you think we'll get one first and the other will will
1: we'll follow on? Well, I think, I think that can happen at the same time, because they're being organised by two different groups, and this is the interesting part of, out of it all. The, the APL that runs the A-Leagues, they're pushing ahead with expansion plans. And Football Australia with, um, have looked at the landscape underneath the A-League throughout Australia with the, the MPL state-based competitions and said, we'll help out and organise a, a national second division. So they're, they're parallel universes, basically, mate. So it's um, it's a strange old situation because last time I looked, not many A-Leagues clubs are actually making any kind of coin they're, they're they're losing money pretty quickly so I don't know how financially it's all going to work out but it's it's got a bit of intrigue about it
0: it does uh on that you know part of this situation with the uh with the second tier is going to be a potential promotion relegation in the future uh, given the APL is a separate body How do you see that working? And I mean, for me, it's like, you know, a turkey voting for more Christmas dinners, right? I mean, Mm. do you expect them to do it? Is there a sense of greater good with the APL? Uh, It's
1: hard because the APL is a conglomeration of clubs. So like you say with the turkey reference, why would they introduce something that's going to damage one of them? Absolutely, with the the prospect of being relegated. Look, I don't think promotion relegation is on the table for. I'd be surprised if it happened within the decade. Now, I know that might mortify a lot of people, but I, I just look at it through how MPL clubs are set up and and what they want to do, and also A Leagues clubs. And there's a big gap there, so that's what the national second division is being brought in for in the first place to bridge that gap. If that works, then we can start talking about promotion relegation. But oh, it's it's a it's a big question for the APL, how much of the greater good. And look, everyone realises that, and I'm not sure they they would, all the clubs, agree with it, that football will be better if there is promotion relegation because you've got the storyline of all storylines there. So I don't know, mate. I've, I've, I've waited and waited and waited to get to this stage, so I think there's a bit more waiting to do.
0: Do you think there's potential that we maybe see something like we saw a few years ago in American sport, where you end up with basically two competing top divisions, uh, like, you know, in the American football, they had the uh, National Football League and the American Football League, and and then
1: sometime down the track they come together? I hope not, because all that's going to do is just drain money out of the sport that doesn't need to be. There, there, there needs to be a straight-up workable pyramid, and at the moment there's a massive chunk of that pyramid missing from the midsection up to the top section. So uh, I I would hope we would avoid something like that. And if that does happen, it means Ego's got in the way. So, yeah, I don't know if it, it might end up happening. I'm not sure, but hope it doesn't.
0: So f- just talk us through this. The APL is completely independent, right, of Football
1: Australia now. Or do Football Australia still have a seat on the board there? They've still got a seat on the board, and they do have a, a financial situation where they – that Football Australia receives a, I don't know, it's like the golden handshake that they get a portion of the revenues that the APL can produce. The APL signed that um, at the time and there didn't seem to be too many problems with it. I've just heard in the last six months that, oh, why do we have to give money to Football Australia? So it's a bit like signing up for a mortgage and then complaining about the repayments a bit after in my regard. Now, in the first place, you you need to blow up about it. But yet they are they are pretty much running their own races. Um that there is a tenuous link there, but it's not a close one. Okay. So
0: any money that Football Australia make, they can put into this, potentially put into the second tier national league and that will fund it, whereas the APL are effectively self-funded through their T V deal.
1: Yeah. And their own commercial revenues, which is why they ended up selling a grand final to to New South Wales government um for three years. That they determined that they needed that money. They needed that capital. So that's why this so obviously kicked off a bit of a debate, didn't it? But um, that's why they did it, because they're, they're their own business and they're just looking to open up as many revenue streams as possible. Now, you've got an NPL at the moment, right? With
0: state mm. Statewide, you've got all the all the individual NPL state competitions and then they sort of come together at the end. How different is the second tier going to look?
1: Um, well, that's what the PFA, I actually did an article for Code last week and the PFA the players union basically said we what we can't have is a an MPL on planes because you're not going to heighten the product and all you're going to do is make it more expensive for the teams to compete in so they they need to find a, a way to make it professional because at the moment the MPL is not professional it's semi-professional now in saying that a lot of the players who play, they're training three times a week, playing on a weekend, committing themselves as much as they can. But they've got their own jobs, like some of them are successful real estate agents or successful business owners with um, trades or whatever. Are they really going to walk away from 150k a year to go and play for minimum wage as a footballer um, at the age of 24, 25? Maybe they're not earning that money with 24, 25. But the older ones I'm talking about, definitely, I don't think they will. So that that's where they got to find that that's going to be the trick. With the national second division to find this financial model that's going to work for the clubs, not send them broke, but also pay the players what they need to be paid because they're professionals.
0: So, if it doesn't end up being a straight second tier league, mm. what are the other options? I had seen floated an idea of some sort of Champions League competition
1: with the top clubs out of the NPL competing in that. Yeah, they'd, they'd probably take it, you know, they'd make it proportionate like they do with European. Champions League, the stronger states that have a higher representation, the lower states less so. But look, it's it's a tough one that because I was relayed this anecdote a couple of years ago, that a couple of weeks ago, that in Perth, they one of the clubs over there made the what well, they had the had a knockout at the end of the NPL, and they had the national NPL grand final, and it was at this club in Perth. 150 people went because it's not a high supported club; they were just successful. Is that what you want is that what you want for a a setup for a competition on I'm, I'm pretty sure no um so that yeah the, the the fallback is the Champions League model but that that wouldn't make a club professional it' maybe heighten the payments somewhat to the players but a full-time professional wouldn't come out of that so that's the bridging um idea if this whole home and away season for the second tier doesn't come off When the A-League started,
0: a big part of the reason that the uh, the clubs were rejigged and they just didn't bring Melbourne Knights and Sydney Olympic and things into it is because they wanted to get away from the ethnic-based clubs and make football a game for everybody, right? So uh, the way I look at it, the way that the things I've been reading, it's the South Melbournes and those clubs that are trying to get in here. Um, From what you're saying... That could be problematic in terms of those clubs, in terms of how much they're earning, etc. So are we going to see another situation where uh, Football Australia then says, all right, we're going to have a second tier competition, but you know, either have to amalgamate with a neighbour or we have to have a franchise. It can't be South Melbourne. It can't be Melbourne Knights. It can't be Sydney Olympic. It can't be Marconi.
1: I think in the last 20 years, Australian football's come to terms a, a little bit better than what happened in 2003, 2004 by Kicking out the ethnic clubs, like I'd love to paint it in a different way, but they they kicked them out and kicked them to the side, basically to to create the A League. I think now everyone's got the around their head that well, hang on a minute, they're the lifeblood in some respects of of Australian football. the the um the the high proportion of immigrants that came from Europe between nineteen fifties and nineteen seventies created these football clubs. So why are we trying to pretend? That that didn't exist. I, th- I think we've got over that now, and um, clubs like South Melbourne and Melbourne Knights, and you know all, all the clubs up in Sydney as well, and across across all of Australia, they're they're welcome to rock up and call themselves whatever they, whatever they want, as long as they're open to receiving anyone into their football club that they want. If if that's not the case, um, well, what's the point? But I I don't get that feeling anymore. I would hope, and any club that does exclude anyone persons based on who they are and where they're from doesn't deserve to be into it. And I'm sure Football Australia are well aware of that. But I think the game's in a bit more mature place now to to deal with the fact that yes, South Melbourne, historically a Greek club, is going to play in a national second division and is going to be proud of its Greek heritage, but it's going to welcome all. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. And the the other thing
0: that I think uh, to, to flip this around and talk again about the A League and the expansion um is what that's going to look like and where those clubs are going to come from. Traditionally, Wollongong's been a strong uh, you know, strong footballing port. There's some talk about an Auckland club. Of course, we've had a, a, a team on the Gold Coast team in North Queensland previously. Where do you think this expansion is going to go? If they want four more teams, where are those clubs going to come from?
1: Yeah, that's a bloody good question. I, I, I guess they'd like another one over in New Zealand. So Auckland very much in play there. Um Canberra, I, I can't understand why Australia's capital city doesn't have a professional football club. So that's definitely one. And 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 personally, I don't know what Wollongong are going to do. They've got a great history in the NSL if they're going to go down the second tier route. Or, I've heard that they've got a benefactor, but not a benefactor that's going to be able to afford an A-League licence. Um, I'd chuck it in places like Brisbane and Perth where you've got underperforming um A-League clubs over time, with all due respect to Brisbane's golden era about a decade ago, um, underperformed in in many ways. So put another one in there to give an alternative to football fans and there's football fans in Perth and Brisbane and put the rocket up the existing force and maybe make them improve. I've seen it happen with my very eyes with Sydney FC and Western Sydney Wanderers. It, It worked, Western Sydney coming in helped Sydney FC in the long run because they had someone in their own backyard pushing them to greater things. So that's the way I'd go, but it's it's no clear cut thing that um, any of those uh, locations are, are going to be first choice, second choice.
0: Yeah. So you're talking like if it was Perth, it might be a, a frio and if it was Brisbane, a
1: Gold Coast could work or would you actually want a team in Brisbane? Oh, probably Brisbane. Brisbane's a big enough city, I'd, I'd say. Auckland's a big enough city to handle a football club by itself. I, I mean, you'd tell me more, but... Yeah, Gold Coast has it worked in in previous years. No, Gold Coast United didn't work. It's just soulless in the end and Clive Palmer pulled his money out and didn't work. So, yeah, I I don't know. But they're they're not jumping off the page at me at the moment, especially when you consider the last two expansions, Western United and Melt MacArthur. Look, they're they're trying their best with a professional outlook, but they've got no fans comparatively to the, the established clubs. So... Yeah, got to be very careful wherever they go and whatever they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, to, to look at another sport, I, I did sort of scratch my head about when the NRL went to Redcliffe because I thought, surely if you're a league fan and you live in Brisbane,
1: you're a Broncos fan. I mean, they've been around since whenever. Yeah, but the, the, there, I did an article on them last week that Brisbane is actually, yeah, they, they love their Broncos, but there's a proportion of the population up there that don't like the Broncos. Mm-hmm because of things like when the Broncos came in in 1988, they nicked all their players from the local comp. So it made everyone weaker and there's you know divisions crowded there. Redcliffe is on the northern fringe of of uh, Brisbane and they want to be the club all the way up to Rockhampton, 600 k's north. So there's a big bit of territory there that they can really make themselves successful in. So And Rugby League's an institution in Queensland as well, which helps, but... Um, yeah, the, you, you do need to be really, really careful with your expansion because as we've seen in football with MacArthur and Western United, it's one thing to have the money and the capital and the drive to create a good team. What about a club? Would a second Australian, uh, a second
0: New Zealand team in an Australian comp be welcomed by Australian football fans?
1: Yeah, I think so, if it, if it makes sense. They're certainly not against it and it's been pretty impressive to see in the last few years what Wellington have been able to, to do and the style of football that they play. Um I as opposed to, like, say, 2015-16, I I don't hear of what a Wellington doing in the comp anymore. And I think that's a point towards how well they've done on and off the pitch. And they've got a good training base over there, I understand. And they've always got Kiwi kids coming through. So, yeah, I I see no problem with having another one in there if it's not at the expense of something that absolutely makes sense over here in Australia. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, on that then, because that then throws another potential spanner in the works, right? What if Wellington or Auckland, in a A-League situation where you have promotional relegation, get relegated? Yeah.
1: yeah, uh, Probably have to go back to the New Zealand comp, and I don't know how they get back in. Um, that is, you can't have a team protected from relegation, so it's a bloody good thought, and I don't know how it would work if they'd have to go back and do what the the Warriors do in rugby league and play in the New South Wales Cup, if you like, the the second div of, of rugby league, but um, it's a massive cost exercise. If you go down to a second division and you're flying to Australia every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And in addition, the clubs over here in the second division, it's a big cost base for them. Exactly. You want Qantas on board as a sponsor. I think that's what you want. Or and New Zealand or <laughs> not Jetstar. Cause you probably wouldn't get up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Fair
0: point. anime listen, mate, thanks very much for your time. Great to chat football with you, mate. Go well and keep up the good work at code. eh?
1: No problems. Thanks, Matt, and good to
0: chat.